Welcome back to Reformed in Public. Please continue listening to future episodes for updates on the recently completed children's book. Today we begin the reading of The Demonstration of the Apostolic Preaching by Irenaeus. The Demonstration of the Apostolic Preaching Knowing my beloved Marcianus, your desire to walk in godliness, which alone leads man to eternal life, I rejoice with you and make my prayer that you may preserve your faith entire and so be pleasing to God who made you. Would that it were possible for us to be always together, to help each other, and to lighten the labor of our earthly life by continual discourse together on the things that profit. But since at this present time we are parted from one another in the body, yet according to our power we will not fail to speak with you a little by writing, and to show forth in brief, the preaching of the truth for the confirmation of your faith. We send you, as it were, a manual of essentials, that by little you may attain too much. Learning in short space all the members of the body of the truth, and receiving in brief the demonstration of the things of God, so shall it be fruitful to your own salvation, and you shall put to shame all who in inculcate falsehood, and bring with all confidence our sound and pure teaching to everyone who desires to understand it. For one is this way, leading upwards, for all who see, lightened with heavenly light, but many and dark and contrary are the ways of them that see not. This way leads to the kingdom of heaven, uniting man to God but those ways bring down to death, separating man from God. Wherefore, it is needful for you and for all who care for their own salvation to make your course unswerving, firm, and sure by means of faith, that you falter not, nor be retarded and detained in material desires, nor turn aside and wander from the right. Now, since man is a living being compounded of soul and flesh, he must needs exist by both of these, and whereas from both of them offenses come, purity of the flesh is the restraining abstinence from all shameful things and all unrighteous deeds, and purity of the soul is the keeping faith towards God entire, neither adding thereto nor diminishing therefrom, for godliness is obscured and dulled by the soiling and the staining of the flesh, and is broken and polluted, and no more entire. If falsehood enter into the soul, but it will keep this, then there's notes. Keep itself in its beauty and its measure, when truth is constant in the soul and purity in the flesh. For what profit is it to know the truth in words, and to pollute the flesh and perform the works of evil? Or what profit can purity of the flesh if bring, if 
truth be not in the soul. For these rejoice with one another, and are united and allied to bring man face to face with God. Wherefore, the Holy Spirit says by David, Blessed is the man who hath not walked in the counsel of the ungodly, that is, the counsel of the nations which know not God. For those are ungodly who worship not the God that truly is, and therefore the word says to Moses, I am he that is. But they that worship not the God that is, these are the ungodly, and hath not stood in the way of sinners. But sinners are those who have the knowledge of God, and keep not his commandments, that is, disdainful scorners, and hath not sat in the seat of the pestilentile. Now the pestilentile are those who by wicked and perverse doctrines corrupt not themselves only, but others also. For the seat is a symbol of teaching. Such then are all heretics. They sit in the seats of the pestilentile, and those are corrupted who receive the venom of their doctrine. Now that we may not suffer aught of this kind, we must needs hold the rule of the faith without deviation, and to do the commandments of God, believing in God, and fearing him as Lord, and loving him as Father. Now this doing is produced by faith, for Isaiah says, If ye believe not, neither shall ye understand. And faith is produced by the truth, for faith rests on things that truly are, for in Things that are as they are, we believe, and believing in things that are as they ever are, we keep firm our confidence in them. Since then faith is the perpetuation of our salvation, we must needs bestow much pains in the maintenance thereof, in order that we may have a true comprehension of the things that are. Now faith occasions this for us, even as the elders, the disciples of the apostles, have handed down to us. First of all, it bids us bear in mind that we have received baptism for the remission of sins in the name of God the Father and in the name of Jesus Christ the Son who was incarnate and died and rose again and in the Holy Spirit of God and that this baptism is the seal of eternal life and is the new birth unto God that we should no longer be the sons of mortal men but of the eternal and perpetual God, and that what is everlasting and continuing is made God, and is over all things that are made, and all things are put under him, and all things that are put under him are made his own. For God is not ruler and lord over the things of another, but over his own. And all things are God's, and therefore God is almighty, and all things are of God. For it is necessary that things that are made should have their beginning of their maker, the beginning of their making, 
from some great cause. And the beginning of all things is God, for he himself was not made by any, and by him all things were made. And therefore it is right first of all to believe that there is one God the Father who made and fashioned all things and made what is and made what was not that it should be and to containing all things alone is uncontained now among all things is this world of ours and in the world is man so then this world also was formed by god thus then there is shown forth one god the father not made invisible creator not made invisible creator of all things above whom there is no other god and after whom there is no other god and since god is rational therefore by the word he created the things that were made and god is spirit and by the spirit he adorned all things as also the prophet says By the word of the Lord were the heavens established, and by his Spirit all their power. Since then the word establishes, that is to say, gives body and grants the reality of being, and the Spirit gives order and form to the diversity of the powers. Rightly and fittingly is the word called the Son, and the Spirit the wisdom of God. Well also does Paul his apostle say, one God, the Father, who is over all and through all and in its all. For over all is the Father, and through all is the Son. For through him all things were made by the Father, and in us all is the Spirit, who cries, Abba, Father, and fashions man into the likeness of God. Now the Spirit shows forth the Word, and therefore the prophets announced the Son of God. And the word utters the spirit, and therefore is himself the announcer of the prophets, and leads and draws man to the Father. This, then, is the order of the rule of our faith, and the foundation of the building, and the stability of our conversation. God the Father, not made, not material, invisible, one God, the creator of all things. This is the first point of our faith. The second point is the Word of God, Son of God, Christ Jesus, our Lord, who was manifested to the prophets according to the form of their prophesying and according to the method of the dispensation of the Father, through whom all things were made, who also at the end of the times to complete and gather up all things was made man among men, visible and tangible, in order to abolish death and show forth life and produce a community of union between God and man. And the third point is the Holy Spirit, through whom the prophets prophesied, and the fathers learned the things of God. 
and the righteous were led forth into the way of righteousness, and who in the end of the times was poured out in a new way a, upon mankind in all the earth, renewing man unto God. And for this reason, the baptism of our regeneration proceeds through these three points, God the Father bestowing on us regeneration through his Son by the Holy Spirit. For as many as carry in them the Spirit of God are led to the Word, that is, to the Son, and the Son brings them to the Father, and the Father causes them to possess incorruption. Without the Spirit, it is not possible to behold the Word of God. Nor without the Son can any draw near to the Father, for the knowledge of the Father is the Son, and the knowledge of the Son of God is through the Spirit, is through the Holy Spirit. And according to the good pleasure of the Father, the Son ministers and dispenses the Spirit to whomsoever the Father wills and as he wills. And by the Spirit the Father is called Most High and Almighty and Lord of Hosts, that we may learn concerning God that he is that, that he it is who is creator of heaven and earth and all the world and maker of angels and men and lord of all through whom all things exist and by whom all things are sustained merciful compassionate and very tender good just the god of all both of jews and of gentiles and of them that believe, to them that believe, he is as Father. For in the end of the times he opened up the covenant of adoption to the Jews as Lord and lawgiver. For in the intermediate times, when man forgot God and departed and revolted from him, he brought them into subjection by the law, that they might learn that they had for Lord, the Maker and Creator, who also gives breath and life. And whom we ought to worship day and night, and to the Gentiles as Maker and Creator and Almighty, and to all alike Sustainer and Nourisher, and King and Judge, for none shall escape and be delivered from his judgment, neither Jew nor Gentile, nor believer that has sinned, nor angel, but they who now reject his goodness shall know his power in judgment according to that which is according to that which the blessed apostle says, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance, but according to thy hardness and penitent heart. Thou treasurest up for thyself wrath in the day of wrath, and of the revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who shall render to every man according to his works. This is he who is called in the Lord, who is called in the law, 
the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of the living, although the sublimity and greatness of this God is unspeakable.'"